yeah, I think something for me that that I really liked was it's nice to know that like like contrary to like popular belief, Chinese medicine is like that voodoo magic that's like taught differently everywhere else. It's nice to know it's like sort of like the board in Australia is the information, the baseline is the same as like the baseline in China. So it's nice to know that we're learning Chinese medicine correct as well. Welcome back to the Forever Young podcast, a Chinese medicine-based podcast hosted by real qualified Chinese med practitioners. We release episodes every week on a Thursday. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by my usual three co-hosts. We have Charlene. Hello. Nick. Yo, what's going on, guys? And Timmy. Hey, how are ya? Not bad. How are we feeling? Post China. First episode back. It's been a while. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Been a, it's been a hot minute since. I mean, I haven't. I've seen. Haven't seen. Oh, I saw Nick the other day, but and I saw Tim. I just haven't seen you, Charlene, that much. Well, I have a box of your stuff, so I mean, you live down the road. So, yeah, I should yeah, grab that. There's no excuse, <laughs> really. But anyways, yeah, how you yeah. been? Uh, for the yeah. call out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I can I talk about how funny our name is now? Because it's like forever young, and we're just getting older. We're not even students anymore. It's like the irony of our name yeah. in itself. Yeah, we're we're qualified now. We're doing a thing. We're not forever young. We're depleting our yin soon. Oh, well, I guess we are forever young because we're we depleting are. our yin. We're getting older. Maybe we should change our name Always to Never Young. Always young. That sounds like a beauty product. Never Young, Forever Old. Never Young. <laughs> really? That sounds like a really bad beauty product. Yeah. Anyway. What, what, what was it again? Never, again? Never Young. Never Young. Damn. Nah, but then people will come into our podcast. It does the opposite of... Yeah. It does the opposite of anti-aging. Just makes you look older. <laughs> we, sell, we sell it to like 13 and 14-year-old girls so they can get into class. Oh, wow. Damn, this, this sounds very damn. illegal now. We've hit the illegal sort of... Yeah, no. Yeah, you hit the, you hit the underage thing. I don't know if I'm feeling that. Mm. You know? <laughs> mm. Anyways... Right, so, so where how were we, we feeling? for the past yeah. however many months? How long has it been? Like three or four months since we last spoke to these guys, to the youngsters? Oh, to the oh, youngsters. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. The youngsters, the youngsters. You know, we, we've been all right um, as a collective, I'd assume. We, after, after China, um, me, uh, Charlene and Tim continued, continued a little bit of our journey just around the world. Uh, Nick went back home. Um, because he's boring. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely missed home. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of us were feeling a little bit homesick. So, um, you know, Nick Nick went home and uh, me, Tim and Charlene went off to Southeast Asia. I went home actually for a week. Um, and then I pretty much came back and did the boomerang thing. Um, yeah. Well, what's up, what's up with you guys? And I, I know you, three, of you, three of you were with me. Uh, so <laughs> I come back to work really. So, I mean, I needed to make that money. Yeah. It's been about, it's been like that, like post, post uni, it's like just money making right now. Uh, I yeah. Also I well, I mean, we got to do something. We spent so much time overseas. It's kind of 
yeah, we just need to come back and just get back into a routine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that routine is so important right now. Um, I have been trying to get into a routine, but I think with, uh, cause I'm currently working casually, it's a little bit hard to get a constant routine, but, um, you know, when, once, uh, everything settles in, I think we'll be, we should be good. How do you guys feel about your own routines? Yeah, I'm very much in the same boat as you. I've been working casual work and, but I open up my practice, um, as of this week or Yay. when this comes out probably last week hey, yeah I heard so you, did tell, you did tell me this you did tell me this um, was it was it today or tomorrow or, uh, I'll be tomorrow. tomorrow 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 yeah how, how are you yeah. feeling so about I'm, I'm gonna be yeah excited um, I know it's gonna be a slow a slow process but uh, we'll get there um, I'm practicing out of a podiatry clinic um, oh, in Craigieburn so yeah yeah if you, so you if anyone's in, in Melbourne hit me up. needs an acupuncturist, um, hit that's it. Yep, hit Nick up on his Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah, or Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll have a we'll have a little segment where we get to plug our new things. You know, we all now uh, got our own things going on, and um, we can plug whatever. You know. <laughs> you have your own email as well now for your acupuncture and stuff too, don't you, Nick? Yeah, yeah. Everything's set up. It's, it's all about board, mate. It's nice. On that, on that board. Uh, let's oh, talk more about. You got to keep things legit. Let's let's talk about China. I, I want to know what you guys, how you guys felt about, uh, like stuff that you learned or stuff that you took away from China that you didn't take away from like clinic back home. As in, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, um, sorry. He. Well, so we should start on like what we were expecting. Um, and then what we sort of got mm-hmm. out of it. Because remember, we did do that episode of like what we expected out of China and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also like a follow-up to the last episode. Yeah. Did you guys get what you expected out of the whole China experience? Yeah, the, the internship and living in China. and Yeah, that. pretty pretty much, man. Like for me anyway, I just, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, never been to China before, never really lived overseas. So I wasn't really expecting, I I don't know what I said in the last episode, to be honest, but, um, I didn't expect much to be frank. Um, I think you said that in the last, I knew, I think you said that as well in the last episode. You're like, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. 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 Well, there there you go. There you go. You know, I, I, I didn't expect much and what I got was what I didn't expect. Like, I think, um, other than the whole Chinese medicine, experience you know being in the hospital and being exposed to that different culture i think uh that's what that's what got got me the most was the the different culture and the uh the language i actually really i really enjoyed being a part of the culture just for that four months and um alongside like you know the actual knowledge uh that we got from the hospital itself but uh, the the chinese culture is just so unique to me anyway um do you guys feel that same it's way? It's definitely yeah. different. Yeah, it's definitely different to what's what we get here. Um, you know, and that's just like just in the terms of how everyday people interact and you know, um shopping and you know, just take it down to like the bare basics. It's it's quite different to home. Um so that was that was interesting. What's yeah, one of there was a there was a big difference. Sorry. What what was one of the biggest like cultural shocks that you experienced? Cuz 
out of, I think we said this a few times, out of the four of us, it's probably just me and Charlene who could speak the most Mandarin compared to you guys who, like, knew nothing. What was, like, the biggest culture shock from, like, going from, like, English-only speaking country to, like, no English speaking country at all, pretty much? I think, I think the biggest, like, cultural shock to me was sort of how people spoke to each other. And, you know, growing up in Australia, everybody's very nice and sort of no matter, you know, no matter who they are, whether they're a stranger or not, you sort of greet them the same as they were if you were your friend. Um, and just watching people talk to each other on the streets, sort of like random people talking to each other, you could see that there wasn't such camaraderie or you know what I mean? Mm. Um mm-hmm. And, like, when you're asking for directions or anything like that, you just sort of not, like, bark them, but you, you know, that's just the way you talk to them. You don't have to go up to them and be like, oh, you know, g'day, how are you? Uh, do you know where this is? They sort of just say, where's this? And they, you know, the automatic response is just a, is just point and show. You know, there's no, that's not coming off as rude. Yeah, but yeah, in Australia, yeah. That we would find that quite. I rude. think I think something that I keep telling people about China is that the uh, culture difference between um, what what I found anyway is that things that might be considered rude in the Western culture isn't necessarily rude in China. Like for example, um, you know, your well, people burping in public and stuff like that. No one actually cares in China, but if you if you burp over here in in public in, in you know in Australia, you do get a little bit of a funny look and it, it, things like that. Like uh, like burping is a very weird example, but uh, they just don't they just don't care about things that don't really matter like that. Um, and I I found that uh, like even the line pushing oh cutting in line mm. in China. How did y'all feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> how did Nick? How did you feel? Yeah, about that, that was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. That was and and yeah, that, you, uh, yeah. like China rules, you know. You sort of just got to first in, best dressed. Nobody else matters, but you. Yeah, that's the thing. Everything. None of them. No one really took it personally. And at first, when I got there, I took I took it quite personally, and I was quite angry about you know, things like uh, lion pushing and you know bumping a shoulder and not saying sorry and things like that. But it's I just had to like swallow that. That's not actually considered rude in China. Um, it's considered rude in our culture, like uh in, in Australia but over there it's just different you know it's and that's something that was actually really cool because that's something I definitely needed to learn like in general in my entire in, in my everyday life you feel me yeah and one thing that I also thought which was sort of a good take on all of not not exactly like burping and spitting on the streets oh and stuff, spitting is massive in one China thing as is well. that they spitting is a massive thing in China yeah. but one thing that they they sort of don't care what you think, you know, they will go out to the park and they'll do Tai Chi or they'll go for a run, you know, that I believe the word is humility, humility, but they just don't care what other people think, you know, they do what they want to do uh, whenever they want to do it. And I think that's a, that's a big thing. And I think that's a, in a way that can be a good thing. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, admi- I admire Old people that a lot. walking around backwards around the park um, yeah, that's just what they want to do. I think I admired that a lot, and I I kind of miss that uh, not giving an f, <laughs> that not giving an fness like 
in China uh, opposed to here. I, I just feel feel like it's uh, less judgmental over there to a degree, to a degree. Like I think in, in China there are some things that they're pretty judgmental about and there's something and there's things here that uh, people are judgmental about that, that are different, if that makes sense. Um, I know everyone was up in arms about my nose piercings over there. That was a that was an experience. <laughs> and your tattoos as well. Yeah, right. That's that's interesting. What was that? And oh yeah, the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, you. Yeah. You had a few comments about your tattoos, didn't you, B? I didn't. I only had one or two, but. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe that's because I'm white. Well, I mean, I mean, um, I, I guess uh, everyone really thought I was. Everyone thought I was like Chinese, but at the same time, what I kind of felt was I, I was expecting to cop a lot of flack for my tattoos and my piercings, but. Um, I fe- I did find that a lot of people in China have really elaborate and very covering tattoos. So uh, I, felt, I felt a little bit more comfortable with like, you know, showing off my skin a little bit, which is, uh, which was nice and a little bit of a shock. Talking about tattoos, Tom, how is your tattoo? Things we got. Yeah. Well, we got pairing well, we tattoos. Did. First tattoo <laughs> for me. Um, what, what yeah, tattoo you did you explain, get? You yeah, let's explain. explain. Yeah, explain what you got. Uh, so I got um, spleen ten on my left leg. Um, I got SP ten, and then the Chinese characters at the bottom of the point. And I got yeah. uh, spleen nine for me, which is uh, Ying Ying Chuan uh, on my right leg. So that's left and right. That's our Ying and Yang for between me and Nick, I guess. Yeah, well, 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 was there a was there a significance to these tattoos at all, uh, guys? Yeah, explain. What's uh, I just wanted something that was acupuncture, <coughs> and I I don't know. I like I like the point, like spleen ten as a point. It's very moving, um, you know, moving the blood and stuff like that. I just like the point, so I thought why not? Uh, I uh, guess how about Tim. Tim, I know, I know. We we gave you a lot of uh, flack. <laughs> well, we actually suggested spleen nine because uh, certain diet habits, but that ain't diet me, habits. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's that's a thing of the past. And actually, no, not really. That's a thing yes, of the present as well. Him. Now, um, I got yeah. spleen oh, nine. I think of the present. He says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> "I got spleen nine because it's a damp, damp clearing point in the for the spleen and the stomach." Uh, back in first year, I used to have like hungry jacks every single day, and now it's like. That was like a symbolic point as like I'm clearing out all that dampness from the spleen. But Ooh, that's starting deep. a new chapter. That moving is on. Deep. Mm, that's that's a moving on from his uni life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think uh you come a long way from the uh double buying and putting in the fridge uh hungry jacks buying doing <laughs> now doing that at home. Gotta get those deals. Yeah. Gotta get those deals. The deals are still <laughs> happening. If anyone's interested, I can send you a link. Yeah, the vouchers. The vouchers, the vouchers are vouchers. still in. They're still still coming in. The vouchers are still in play. You know, you know. Mister uh, Oz bargains himself. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mate, my mate actually. Mister Dianping. Oh, Mister Dianping, yo, that was big. Oh, Dianping, I miss the Dianping days. I remember. I remember when we used to go eat. Um, I just like. When when I, when I used to go eat, I remember with Charlene. It was either Charlene or Tim. Um, I remember when we were talk, when we were like finding somewhere to eat. I'm just like, hey, hey, wh- where where should we go? What do what do you feel like? And you're like, 
hey, I found this place on Dianping. And I'm like, I haven't even started looking, but sure. Yes. Yeah, no, I trust I trust your judgment. And Legit. it ended up being pretty right. Oh, yeah. so, good. so good. And there's so, so much good. like yes. discounts and value on there. If you're planning a trip to China anytime soon, <laughs> I recommend you download Dianping. Like, Dianping, so yeah. Good. It's like yes, this. It is. It is all in Chinese, though. Just. But it's it's really easy to use. Yes, it's still it's like, still very accessible to people that don't speak Chinese. You can kind of just guess, and if you know like a little bit, you know it does help. It does help, but you don't need to know. I ate some pretty, much. some pretty good meals, and I ate some pretty shitty meals in China. <laughs> but it was it was a it was a big guessing game. It was. Good. <laughs> hey, 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 Nick! Hey, Nick! In post, Half in post, I... in post, are you gonna censor that or? <laughs> Half the time I got halfway through my meal and I was like, I'm done. What meat is this? (laughs) 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 What are they actually eating? Wait, hold on. I want to debunk a quick myth. Um, No, uh, all Chinese meals aren't exotic meats. They are accessible in China, but no, not all meats in China are are like exotic, uh, you know, a monkey or some buffalo testicles yeah no it's it's not like that just for for the people that still think that uh china is like eating all this crazy stuff no 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 no, no. the lots craziest of duck thing and lots of pork lots of duck lots of pork lots of chicken chicken's very cheap over there um, and fish and seafood as well yes yeah. fish and seafood are the bomb i feel like everything's just cheap yeah. or if you there. go up to beijing just or if you go up to beijing it's donkey Donkey. Did, yeah, did you say donkey? Yeah, sorry. You go. <laughs> now, I was going to say, like, donkey is part of Chinese medicine as well. Like, erjiao. Isn't that donkey's something, something? Yeah, yeah. Um, side glue. Yes, that one. The gelatin. Uh, was it erjiao? No, er-jiao. it was erjiao. Uh, yeah, er-jiao. yeah er-jiao. it's gelatin. Donkey gelatin. Yes, I remember, Although... cr- I remember crushing that in clinic and that was a pain. Although we're um, I I believe we're boycotting Urgel for the moment because it's not uh, humanely sourced. Uh, I'm not sure if that's still going on, but while we were over in China, they were talking about it quite heavily here in Australia. And oh, they were. Was boycotting it. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't know we were boycott boycotting it. Um, I haven't used it, but that's that's good to know. He's like stocked up on his like Urgel. Urgell, like, stuck. It's like, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I'll just leave this. Uh, nah, it's I nice. haven't used it. I've just got shelves and shelves full of it. <laughs> no, nah, I've, got, I've got, like, hella shelves, but I'm, like, I'm waiting for it to be boycotted to the point where they're not being made. So it's just, like, worth heaps. So like, you can sell it at high-end. Through <laughs> uh, the black markets. It's called resell. Resell things. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right. So, like, all about the future. We, we did divert just a tiny bit uh, from the, the main topic. Um so like what, but what yeah, let's go back into the hospital. What yeah. did you guys think um, of our sixteen-week internship at the hospital? Yeah. Um, does somebody want to th- go over what we did and how we did it? Uh, so generally, how it worked is we woke up and we had to be at the hospital at like what was it eight nine o'clock eight thirty nine o'clock. Uh, it varied because with autumn. We had to be there later, so basically there was just a morning and an afternoon shift, right? Yeah. And I guess for our experience there... So, yeah, the morning shift was... Yeah. Uh, it was mostly just uh, observation that you guys experienced as well, I think, for us at least, me, Charlene, and Nick. We mostly just observed what the Chinese medicine 
practitioners would do when like other normal patients come in, their sort of way of like treatment. So either through herbs or through acupuncture. What was it? What was it about the experience that you guys that stood up to you as the main differences? Can we go back for a second and oh, yeah, for say sure. that we were interning at the outpatient hospital? So with China's system of um, healthcare, I guess they have private practices, but most people will go to a hospital rather than a GP. So the hospitals, I guess, have the doctors there. And so we were at the outpatient hospital and this just means um, people come in, get all their healthcare and then leave once they're done. So they don't stay overnight in the hospital. That's the inpatient hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, we mainly um, shadowed the way it worked as I think Tim already explained it, that we shadowed another uh, a doctor scheduled to that day. Um, we had two sessions a day. We, like Tim said also, we started at eight, eight o'clock. 30 yeah depending um and wrapped up our morning session at 12 and then we had a uh was it two hour one hour i think it was two hours yeah i think it was about a two hour break yeah, yeah a two hour break uh where we'd come back and um resume our uh, clinical observation did our afternoon session that which went from two to six um from from then we just yeah and then we went home and pretty much you know uh, did our study or whatever we decided to do get our takeout and yeah um, that's how that's how our um, clinic uh, internship went. You know, there was a basic layout of it. Um, so how does so, it? Yeah. How was it for you know guys? That. The like, basically like nine to five or eight till five, five days a week. Because I think for most of us, that was the first time that we had such, I guess, regular schedules. We had to be um, somewhere every day. So what was that experience like for you guys? It was it was pushed it pushed us into gear. I know that um, it pushed uh, it pushed me into gear and to to start my you know morning routine a little bit earlier. Um, it was always it was always nice to take uh, the nice things out of the whole day. Um, like the ride to hospital was actually quite fun. Um, I don't know about you, Tim. Cause me, me and Tim lived together um, in that time. How'd you how'd you feel about the ride there? Eh? Uh, I loved it. Like riding a bike, like find. In China, you're, you're able to like rent a bike uh, just through one of the apps. And these bikes are everywhere in China. So it, it promotes like healthy living and stuff like that. So I would often like race myself and try to beat myself in terms of time to get to the hospital. Um, I think it took me like six yeah, minutes. Yeah. And yeah, I would just by six the time... Minutes. I also learned how to ride a bike. Oh, yes, yes. that's right. I, I, thanks to, that was, that's thanks a, to my shoe yeah. Ah uh, yes, yes, very good grasshopper, very good. You learnt it in one uh, day. Very good student. Um, that was that was a day off. When, when was that? Good when was that? Was that mid autumn? Mid autumn festival. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. It was somewhere around then. Yeah. Look at that mid autumn change of leaf. Nick learns how to ride a bike. That's <laughs> all about. Uh, what? Yeah, good yeah. fun. Alright, going back, going, going back to the hospital. So, how how did you guys feel? Uh, like Nick specifically. I mean, me and you are in that that little bit of a unique boat where we have literally no idea what's going on, but we have to rely on our translators. Now, how would you, you feel about that? Um. Yeah, it was interesting. You sort of you obviously can't get everything. Um. And then that that depends on your translator again. If if they're actually able to translate what's being said to English. Because 
not all the language is easily translatable and then some of it's quite technical. Um, mm. And then depending where you're sitting in the room, you're not always sitting, you know, on the doctor's lap. You can't hear everything that's being said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, personally, I didn't stress if I didn't get all the information because there were so many patients coming and going. Um, did, did so, you, did you, you know, I just took what I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if I, d- we, if we did have any questions, most of the translators were able to help us answer those. So that was good. Yeah. yeah I felt that, um, the tr- no, first of all, just to let y'all know in terms of how the translators work, where they were um, Chinese medicine students that uh, volunteered to be our uh, translators from Chinese to English. Um, some of our groups didn't need it, like as as like Tim and Charlene did understand a good a fair amount of the Chinese. Now on the on the opposite spectrum of um, of that, where you guys understood most of it, um, how was the experience for you guys? Do you feel like that you had that uh, that little bit of an oh I'd like to say I'd like to say edge, but um, that little you know that understanding of it, that different understanding. How did how did it feel? Uh, do you want to go, Charlie? Not all no, the same time, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's like a double-edged sword. Like being able to speak a bit more Chinese, it's like one. Sure, you can understand more, but I think there's a lot more pressure from the doctors to be like, "Oh, you can speak Chinese. Um, you should be up to us." Uh, students level because you're able to speak the language the same language we speak while we're taught very differently so over in China the students there are taught the Chinese medicine aspect as well as the western medicine so they both sort of have both sides of the coin whereas we just mainly get taught the theory of some of the western medicine stuff and we get taught how to treat people with Chinese medicine so we would get asked a lot of questions, I think, which is normal, which would be expected to like test your knowledge and stuff like that. But add a lot of pressure for us uh, in that sense. Um, in terms of learning and stuff like that, I found a lot of the stuff that they taught was very similar to the stuff that we learned in, in terms of Chinese medicine aspect already at uni back in Melbourne. Um, which was really reassuring. Did, 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 you, me, did like, you feel like it was like a rehash or did you feel like it was it like a pre, like a preaching to the choir kind of thing or was it more like 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 what Nick's about to say sorry I just cut you off Nick um the no, whole it's it's reassuring that the knowledge that you got and you that you can kind of like use is the right path yeah for sure I, I think a lot of uh, it made it very hard for them to give us information that they didn't know that we didn't know if that makes sense so it's like they just shoot us with like the general knowledge, like the assumed knowledge of like young is like hot stuff and like warm and all that stuff. And like yin is the opposite when it's like, yeah, they definitely, yeah. Yeah. They definitely sort of, uh, well, assumed that we knew nothing mm. um, when they were answering our questions. But I mean, that's, that's a given because you know, where they don't know what we've done or what we've been through. They just know that we're there to learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're obviously going to teach the basics before you teach the advanced level. yeah yeah did you did you find that changed when we changed over our translators to the later year ones the senior ones um not so much like yes and no um that would come from like what information we could bounce off our translators so we could have 
good discussions about the patients or what the doctor's trying to do with herbs because the translators, because because we did switch over to some more knowledgeable translators, um, they had inf- more information about the herbs or what the tr- doctors are actually trying to do um, with specific herbs and they can see more symptoms and stuff. Um, but that just comes with experience. So it's interesting. Yeah, and what I what I found found is that because the the senior students had a little bit more experience, because I mean they they were also the translators for last year's group, and so they knew how the whole translating um, thing works. They were able to work with what we needed. So I felt like I got I started to get more out of the clinic shifts um, once we had the more senior students in. Like no offense to the like shout, I don't know if they would ever listen to this, but shout out to our like you know young our translators if in it general. Actually reaches China. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it could. I mean. um but yeah 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 like um i felt like i could get more out of the sessions with the senior ones because they were like they would just be start and it would just be like what do you what do you guys need and i'd be like okay i want uh cases of this 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 and this and like, okay cool and then um they'd give us the prescriptions and uh every now and then they would tell the doctor that we were interested in this case or this this particular condition, so then they would actually give us more information about either about the patient or about the disease in general. Yeah, for sure. You know I mean? Yeah, no, you you definitely um, on the right path. You know. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. That's yeah. uh, what I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of a I, brain fart. No, there, I really. wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about the doctors again like knowing both Western medicine and Chinese medicine, I think that was um, sort of an eye-opener for many many of us because we didn't know that's the way China worked because, you know, we sort of knew that Chinese medicine was um, like a way of life in China and that everybody used it. and But to, to see how well it's actually integrated into China and into the system um, was incredible because it shows... Well, it showed to me that, you know, the history of Chinese medicine is so broad and it was around before Western medicine, so there's no new diseases per se. So it can actually treat, you know, everything if you allow it to. Um, And that was, yeah, really reassuring for me to see that Chinese medicine was their go-to and then they used Western medicine to sort of back up their Chinese medicine. Yeah, no, that's so it's really a, that, opposite that, to what we see here. That's a, that's a great that's a great point, and I, I completely I completely agree. I really loved seeing how um, they they weren't afraid to um, tackle the the more intimidating diseases with Chinese medicine, you know. And then that was that was really cool to see, especially they had a whole there's something as as scary as things like uh, the oncology department where uh, people in Australia wouldn't dare to. Uh, only use Chinese medicine to um, combat cancer, but that was their first line of defense was uh, Chinese medicine, herbs and uh, treatment and things like that. And I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good to see. Um, And it, yeah, just gave me some of that, like, you know, some, some of the wind underneath my wings as, as how far Chinese medicine can go and um, a bit of confidence in that, you know, what, yeah, and coming back to what Tom was saying before, where, you know, they used the basics of what we learned here. So, you know, when we when we talk about, you know, what we learn and, you know, how we learn it in Australia and we sort of don't, we're not 100% confident that it's, you know, the right thing or, you know, the basics. But 
yeah, when we went over there and we saw that they used all the same theories as what we used here and all the same formulas and we had that really concrete foundation where it was it was really reassuring to be able to come back and be like, okay, well, you know, everything we've learned here is the same as what they use over there and it's and it's their base. So we can use this to really treat people and take it to the next level. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I, I just felt that was, you know, gave me a lot of confidence I, in I kinda, what I do. I, I kind of feel that I felt the same way about, um, and I'm going to refer back to a past episode if you guys haven't uh, heard from, uh, about my experience in Vietnam. It was pretty much, uh, when, I, when I practiced in Vietnam, it was pretty much quite similar to how they practiced in China. And I did get that same feeling where it was like, oh, these are points, when I was watching the doctor kind of do his, acupuncture it'd be like oh these are the points that i'd use so talking about that same that same reassurance and that um that even the the experts in the field use the similar theory that uh, well the same theory and the same and and the the knowledge that we have it is really reassuring and it it gives a nice uh, that wind under our wings to kind of uh, keep us uh, give us faith that we're going to be really good practitioners and things like that yeah, I think something for me that yeah, exactly. that I really liked was it's nice to know that like like contrary to like popular belief, Chinese medicine is like that voodoo magic that's like taught differently everywhere else. It's nice to know it's like sort of like the board in Australia is the information, the baseline is the same as like the baseline in China. So it's nice to know that we're learning Chinese medicine correct as well. Yeah, and when you sort of connect to people overseas, um, I know Canada's got a big base um, and so does the US. You know, when you connect to those people, you can be confident in what you're saying because they would have learnt the same theories. Um, Yeah, that's, yeah, really reassuring. Yeah, yeah, I think the same hospital also had students from all all over the world. There was people, there was students from Malaysia, there were students from America, students from Korea. Like it, it, it was they were all learning the same thing, and it was kind of like unifying to know that we all learnt the same thing, and it was really cool. Yeah, and I believe uh, it's a bit of hearsay, but I believe the they wouldn't employ the acupuncture doctors unless they've been overseas to treat um to. Yeah, to treat acupuncture. Um, so yeah, and yeah. then they would have to come back to China to to practice in the hospital because they needed that extra experience, which is really interesting. Yeah, and uh, that was a shout out to. Can I shout out doctors on this? Can I? Yeah, shout out whoever you want. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> shout, shout out, shout out, Doctor Ren, our favorite. I mean, I mean, not our favorite. No, no, maybe I don't know. No, but he was a good doctor. He <laughs> nah, he, he really amazing. helped us. Um, yeah, he um, learn and he guided us. Yeah, he he was, studied. He, he studied, took the time out of his day to really help us. Yeah, he good. studied in Malta. Uh, that was really really cool. He had a photo of Malta on his desk, and I'm like, oh, is that where you studied? He's like, yeah, yeah, I lived there, and it was like a it legit looked like a Windows desktop like screensaver thing, like wallpaper thing. That's that's what I'm looking for. Wall, wallpaper, uh, like, and it was literally his view out of his apartment that he was a st- he was staying at while he was practicing in Malta. I'm like, damn. Mm, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm also- right, so moving away, a little, do you guys have anything, anything else you want to say about the hospital at all? Yes, dude. I was impressed at how like uh, efficient hospitals in China run compared to Australia. Like straight up, how yeah. efficient everything is in China compared to Australia. That's true. Oh my god, it's true. Yeah, shout out to everything WeChat. Everything works. 
oh, everything works so much more efficiently. Mm-hmm. We it, are it, so far behind. Yeah. I don't know. Like there, there were things that were really efficient, like the WeChat and the Alipay, but then there were so many things that were like really behind, like the bar. Uh-huh. I don't know why this sticks with me so much, but the the design of some of the buildings where the bathroom would have like zero ventilation that I don't know why it bothered me so much. Like there would be deep, deep underground and obviously a bathroom needs some ventilation. You feel me? So it was like, yeah, but how else are you meant to get secondhand smoke in a bathroom? If it has a window, you need, you need that. <laughs> you, know, you just don't get that. If it has a window, I feel like, yeah, oh, God, that's don't right. Started about the secondhand smoke. Yo, Oh my god! How did you, how'd you guys? How did your lungs feel coming back to Australia? It was, it was a remarkable difference, to be honest. Like, I didn't notice the difference while I was there in the air quality, um, you know. But that was probably because we lived there for you know six, seventeen weeks or whatever it was. So you sort of adapt. But when you come back and you take you know a deep breath of air, and you're like, wow, there's there is actually a remarkable difference. Um, in the air quality. Well, it's that. And it's also it's really dry in Australia. I don't know if you guys got it. I used to get cotton yeah. mouth every time I woke up. And it was really bad. Um, for that week I came back, it was like crazy. Yeah, but it was super humid in Nanjing. And, well, like we went to Hong Kong. And, like, I yeah, there was... I, It was ridiculously humid. Yeah, yeah. But you get used to it. You say that, yeah, but... Get, I like, f- eventually... You, yeah, you you said that, but we got hit by like a puff full of like all the smoke and stuff like that from all the bushfires as soon as we came back home. Oh, Nick didn't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That was that was rough. And yeah, that was that was yeah. Quick crazy. shout out to all the quick shout out to all the the firefighters and stuff from the bushfires. Um, yeah, all the all the volunteers, all the workers, definitely legends. Affected. Yeah. Yes, most definitely, mm. most definitely. Yeah, and every um, every dollar raised. Um, to go to them is has been good. Most it's been day. really good to see the world and just about the whole world come together um, in support of Australia. So, okay, guys, so who, um, who, who's police sirens? For then? the last someone, ah, not mine. <laughs> um, for the last couple of minutes of the podcast, I w- wanted to sort of open the floor to the future of this podcast and where we think we're going to go and. Um, to sort of bring our listeners into the inner circle um, and sort of, yeah, just talk about the future of this podcast. So does anybody want to talk about what what we're going to do and how we're going to do it? All right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take this one. I'll take this one. So um, I guess the format of our um, of our recording type uh, is, is a little bit different. I don't know if you guys can tell. There might be a little bit of a delay between our voices. But currently, we're actually doing it online um, between each other. So uh, we're currently, you know, obviously calling each other um, and recording our microphones uh, independently. So uh, we're still trying to find the uh, the sweet spot of uh, getting the recording and listening to each other and trying to talk to each other um, the way we used to, uh, just on online base. Because we used to just be in a room together have a whiteboard have our topics and stuff like that but we're still adjusting to the the different format that we're using uh bear with us because it's going to take a little bit to get used to our new equipment um and our new layout uh but we're still gonna we're still going to aim to um post weekly 
uh, we we do record a, a bunch of them in a day. Uh, I think I think today we only got to record one though. So, um, but if there's any any uh, issues that you guys can hear, uh, feel free to just let us know that we can just fix them up straight away. Is there anything yeah, else that and, you touch on? Um, the information side of our podcast, um, where we're going to take it to the next level and make sure we're fact checking and. Well, I don't know what that noise was. We're gonna make sure we're fact that checking. That was the train and... at my house. Ah, oh, that was that was all the facts coming in with all the the fact checking. <laughs> yeah, they're coming the in strong. The train, the train of facts. The fact trains are coming. No, that's a train of thought. Yeah, right so there. we're just gonna make sure our our podcast quality is better. Um, and I think as we're <laughs> as we're growing as practitioners, we deserve. Well, our audience deserves to have the most of our knowledge. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important to. Yeah, and now to give now back. we're all we're all we've all graduated we've all graduated now. Uh, we we need to be a lot more official Woo-hoo. and things like that. We're done, you know. We're not students anymore. We're not babies anymore. So um, yeah, we can no, actual, we can no like, longer rely on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're so, students. so as we didn't know as any mem- better. Yeah, as as members as members of now the healthcare like world, we gotta you know uh, do it proper. Uh, at the same time, yeah, though, dot my, all our eyes and cross all our yeah, teeth. My, my language is not very, very uh, that of a healthcare worker, but um, <laughs> you know, I know for a fact. I know for a, I know in terms of our facts and the information that we dish out, um, we want it to be as accurate as possible. We, again, like Nick said, we can't fall back on the whole idea that we are students and we and like we don't know this and things like that because uh, people are going to be obviously we're going to be treating people so. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna uh, in in the future we we uh, have to uh, basically be thorough with our information, and that's what we aim to do for the future of our podcast. Mm. Something I'd also really like to is if you guys have anything that you want to ask us, or are any sort of topics that you want us to talk about, or look into, or do the research for, just feel free to like put it in our Facebook or chuck us an email. Yeah, we'll be happy to address any sort of topics that you guys are down to. Talk about stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah really, always reach out, guys. We're always yeah, um, we always I, love the feedback. I'm constantly checking the social media and things like that. Uh, definitely looking at any comments or um, or any you know posts onto our page and stuff like that. Would love the engagement. So if you guys could like chuck down any any suggestions, any topics, would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, and we're gonna up our social media game and um, post a lot more to Facebook and reach and make our reach a lot bigger. So. Um, stay tuned for that as well. Yeah, and uh, we have uh, a behavior and having sponsors on the way. Hey, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. We'll see yeah. how we go. We'll see how this, we go. You know, this podcast is is on the up, and so are we. And Most but, anyways, definitely. that will be. That's just about all our time for today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys want to quickly plug uh, your new endeavors in before before we wrap this up? Yeah. So um, I have a new Facebook page. It's called Traditional Chinese Medicine Nicholas Watson. Um, you can go over there and you can see all my clinic stuff. And, what a strange um, name. I also post... <laughs> Excuse Chinese me? medicine? What? That's that's unheard of. With doc- with your name afterwards? That's weird. <laughs> Is that a shade that you throw in? Is that a shade that Nick's like, whole business plan? Like He's like full showing out his, no, whole, no, no, his, whole, his whole... like. <laughs> Hey, hey, healthcare, healthcare professionals, right? He's yeah. showing out his like whole business plan, his whole business name. He's like, oh yeah, that's not typical. 
shame. Anyways. Because he's the first one out of us to actually get started on this. So That's good true. on you for representing right. Forever Yang. Hey. That's true. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, so you can um, head over there. Yeah, hit your plug, hit your plug. <clears throat> you can head over there and I do post other informational things um, about certain topics and different diseases and stuff. So just to, you know, increase the reach and inform yeah, yeah, that's awesome. the people. Uh, Charlene, do you want to plug anything um, while we're here, while we still got it rolling? I'm just on Instagram, same Instagram as always, just hanging out for a while. So, yeah, that's it from me. Yeah, Tim, Tim? Uh-huh. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, no, I should. I, should. I also changed my Instagram that. handle. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, I think what's your, I, Nick, my Instagram what's your handle Instagram has handle? changed. It's... Not changed dramatically, but it's now Watson. I did way. notice that difference. I did notice just, that difference. Just throwing it out there. It did, th- it did throw me off. I was like, oh, Nicholas Watson. Oof. Yeah, my um, Lorinda, my social media guru, has she's up my game. Very know. nice. Yeah, gotta, and she designed your, she designed your um, business card, and I love it. Yeah, she's designed everything for me. What, yeah, what about the herbs? Tim, you on the... She's the best. If you're if you're just advertising the... for acupuncture, what about herbs? Are you are you against wow. herbs? Is this smart? Is this smart ass Tim coming through, hmm? mate? Hmm? Am I gonna have to cut you out of? The- <laughs> <laughs> just cut all your That's audio. Right. Keep in mind who is who is editing. That's true. Nicholas is the editor. <laughs> Uh, you better Anyways, be careful. You let's wrap this up, guys. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Hey, uh, Tim, you want to plug anything? Your Insta or something? Nope. Well, you got your photography thing. <laughs> <on>. oh, <laughs> what about you, B? We did not touch on that. B, you want to hmm? plug anything? Yeah, I'll plug mine. Um, I'm currently uh, about to practice at um at a, at a little small clinic called GL Natural Healthcare in Strathmore. If you guys need anything on the north, uh, the inner north side, come through. Um, I've also got, uh, I'm also in charge of that Facebook page, uh, Geo Natural Healthcare on Facebook. So if you guys want to hit, hit a f- like or follow on that one, much appreciated. Good work, B. Good work. Yeah, we're and working Charlene, on that And what are you up to? Not a lot. Have you got anything to plug or anything? Oh, I already no, she plugged it. Oh, she, I think she already plugged it. Yeah, she, she already plugged, plugged it. Oh, <laughs> she's already plugged Pay attention, cool. Nick. Come on now. Come on, Nick. <laughs> Nick's plug's so big, he's taking up all the all shape right. from all the other, all the other plugs, dude. All right. All right. Who who wants to wrap this up? (laughs) So, as always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our discussion page. And let us know what you want to hear from us next. All right. All right. And yeah. Bye, Nick. Nick, come on, use where you come in. And as always, we're the Forever Young podcast, and we'll hear from you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.